I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What's up, Q's Nation? It is Sean and Joe here. Uh, we didn't come out with an episode this week. It was awfully busy for me, and Joe was actually coming down, and you'd think it'd be easy to do a show when uh, Joe comes into town, but no, it's actually pretty difficult <laughs> as we Joe. as we've as we've tried uh, numerous times. So Joe's back in North Carolina now, and uh, I'm here in Virginia Beach. But our good buddy Tyler gave us a call yesterday and said, "Hey, you know, um, Tyler, Joe, and I have talked about." You know, giving this platform up to Tyler if he ever wanted to come back on because he stopped doing the trademark podcast, and we talked about that at the end of last year, uh, last year's football season when he kind of wrapped it up. And um, you know, it's always been open to him, and he's in a position right now where he's kind of waiting on his job to start and everything. So he's got some free time. So he wanted to send send something our way and. you know, I hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, it's Ty Thoughts. Yeah. It's going to be him hitting up um, some Syracuse football and some NBA action because uh, he loves he loves the NBA. What's the NBA? I don't know. But uh, Tyler loves <laughs> Maybe it. he Tyler. can tell you one day. Maybe you can listen to <laughs> what him. he sent and maybe you can learn. Oh, true. That's true. Yeah. Right. Um, absolutely. So uh, welcome aboard, Tyler. I don't know how often he wants to do it. It's just whenever he wants at his... At his convenience. So, um, as you well know, I mean, Tyler, um, former Syracuse defensive end, knows football in and out. He's, he's going to go through and tell you his thoughts on the upcoming season as we get close. Um, and and uh, we can't be more. That's a win-win-win. It's a win for us. It's a yeah. win for uh, y- y- you all, of course. And it's a win for Tyler. He gets to do this and, and um, still continue doing what he loves to do. Because I know he loves being behind a microphone. So yeah. it's kind of like Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy, only uh, the football version. So if you don't get the reference, you look it up. Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Oh, you weren't talking Come to on. me? Sorry. No, I, 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 I saw your face expression, and that's why I said that. So uh. anyway, um, as you know, this show and Ty Thoughts is distributed by Armchair Media and of course the title sponsor for Armchair Media, the Cuse Militia Podcast, and Thai Thoughts is Bet Online. Bet Online, you've heard us talk about it, not the first time. Um, you, we've got NCAA action coming up soon. And Joe, we watched a game last night. Yeah, Central, Central Arkansas East or what? Austin P. Right? Yeah. Yep. And Central yeah, D1 Arkansas. AA team. But hey, we've been starving for sports, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad game. 
it was a good game. Came down to the last play, technically. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, college football is here. Technically, it's here. Can you believe it? Yeah. I'm excited. So, um, everything's everything's coming back. Yeah, Major League Baseball, We, we, we that's in full swing, no pun intended. So, there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You got NASCAR, and, um, you know, the NBA is still going on, and um, hockey, and what else? Fishing. Everything. Fishing. <laughs> um, BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you a chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. They have the written content there. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all of the welcome back sports bonuses. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Joe. Yeah. When was the last time you shaved your b- back? No. Yesterday. So- so yeah, the, Manscaped, <laughs> the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that Joe uses to shave his back. It's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. What do you mean? Don't act like you don't use it. I don't have a okay. back. The ceramic blades and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks and tugs for, you know, below the belt, all of that. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower. In the dark... Or in the dark in the shower. Whatever you want. Whatever floats your boat. Or use okay? it as a flashlight. Use it as a flashlight. Do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> they also just released the Shears 2.0. Okay? See how we keep... We keep... You know, we're at the 2.0 with the Shears right now. That's a nail kit, which um, is the perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0, as it would be. The Shears is uh, 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools. It includes tip tweezers rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Now look, some of you may be saying, why would a guy need a nail file? And you'd be perfectly, that's a perfectly legit question, because I honestly have no idea. (laughs) Hey, well, like you said, you've mentioned it before. Girls, the women can use it. Girls can use it too. That's true. Very true. Give Give your old lady a pedicure, or manicure, or both. Whatever. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim away nails. See, this is what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's women's stuff. Let your chicks use it. Um, also, the crop preserver, anti-chafing, ball deodorant, and moisturizer. I could I could go on and on. I could. But honestly, it gets a little too descriptive. So go to manscaped.com, okay? Go there. And get 20% off in free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns. Okay? By shaving the front trunk. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's Manscaped, man. If you watch any of their commercials, then you know. You know how they, they are, how they do, right? So. Yeah, and, and I should probably proofread these. It's very hard to re- <laughs> read ahead as I'm reading and try to catch yourself. So, anyway, here's Tyler Morona at Tyler Morona on Twitter. Ty Thoughts. Light up. What?
big shout to Sean and Joe for helping me uh, do this and just really fortunate to be able to be back here and um, starting or trying to do something like anything that resembles a show. I'm sitting at my parents' house right now in uh, Altadena, California. For those who don't know, that's just north of Pasadena. And uh, Pasadena is a suburb outside of Los Angeles. So now you know the whole whole song and dance. Um, for those who know me from the Trademark Podcast, I'm Tyler Morona. I'm a former defensive end of Syracuse University and now a defensive line coach at Newport Harbor High School in Newport Beach, California. So I'm up visiting my parents right now. I'm getting married at their house because originally I was supposed to be um, getting married at a venue in um, Thousand Oaks, California, which is in Ventura County, which is another beach city. And um, actually the Rams training facility is in Thousand Oaks. That's where Cal Lutheran University is and uh, is right next to Malibu. So we're supposed to have a nice October uh, wedding that's now been canceled. So um, and now we're just having the ceremony at uh, uh, my mom and dad's house, which, you know, is it's not the end of the world, but it's just something that you don't wake up in the morning as a little kid, especially as a man going, you know what, I hope my, my future wife is okay with me getting married at uh, my, not even her parents, but my parents' house. Granted, um, if you go on my Twitter and you scroll through a couple of uh, pictures that have been posted, you'll see the backyard and it's not... Um, the worst thing in the world, and that Twitter, by the way, is at Tyler Morona. So just um, my first and last name. That's an at there. You can follow along with anything with the show or with coaching there. Um, it, you'll get a lot of football. You get a lot of Lakers talk. Um, this this show is going to be a lot of football, a lot of Lakers talk, <laughs> more than likely. But obviously, we keep things on Syracuse football as I as I tend to do. I do a lot of. Uh, guesswork with Q's militia, but the main thing that I need to do is uh, to be able to get my voice out there to uh, just talking to the ether. And, you know, ultimately what it kind of comes down to at the end of the day is that this kind of resembles a, um, almost a therapy session for me. So it it feels really good to be able to be back here talking on the mic and um, getting some, getting some thoughts out there. So, um, you know, a lot of thoughts to be had right now, especially with Syracuse football and, and, and where things are going. Um, you know, I, I, let's we can start out on the clock right now. It's at two minutes and forty five seconds. So what we will do is um, we'll just kind of cap this at ten minutes, hopefully. But uh, so on Syracuse football, first thing first and foremost, um, I'm actually really glad that they're they're going to play because it seems like, at least in my opinion, it seems like they're safer on campus than anywhere else. So if it's going to be safer for them to be on campus, if any, if football seems like it's working, football seems like things are going well, football seems like it's actually kind of making things feel somewhat normal for the students on campus. So if that's the case and they're bringing students back on campus, or at least they're trying granted the party on campus was disappointing. However, I remember myself being on campus and thinking like, you know, if I, I grew up wanting to go to college parties, like that's what I wanted to do. I watched Blue Mountain State as a teenager and just thought like, this is what you do when you're in college. You go to school and you get hammered. That's just like what happens. However, we're not living in a time where that's even close to appropriate anymore. So um, 
I don't really know what the solution is to trying to get kids to follow command. I mean, for all you parents out there and for um, teachers and educators or whoever deals with kids on a you know regularity, it's impossible to get kids to follow command. So how we get that to, to happen, I'm not really sure. Because 100% participation is completely out of the question. I think for anything involved, being down in Orange County, the state of California mandates, okay, um, masks are required. You can't go outside or you can't go into public areas, mass gatherings, can't do any of these things. seems like every day something's going on. And people, when they walk outside, they're walking down the street, no mask on. Now it's different if you're going for like, you know, a stroll around the block. I get that. Don't put a mask on. Or if you feel like you're not going to be in close proximity to other people, I get that. If you're out in the sticks in the country and there's nobody, you know, a hundred thousand miles away from you, fine, I get it. Don't wear a mask. But if you're going to be on campus and you want, you know, the pleasures of life to come back, we all think, hey, you know, this year sucks. We all think, hey, uh, can't wait for things to get better. Then do your part. So I know nobody at Syracuse University is listening to this, especially the students. But if you want things like complying is the way that this is going to shake itself out. All right. Just plain and simple. That is how it's going to work out. And from what I've gathered, uh, maybe a former rival school of ours that we still don't think very fondly of and is not doing well in their current conference that they left the Big East for um, because they were going to be the <laughs> New York market or the gateway for the Big Ten to become you know, a nationally relevant power outside of Ohio State, which I'll tell you what, folks. That's never going to happen because Ohio State's just going to dominate. I mean, if in, if you want to think about it, Wisconsin has been the closest thing to a competitor to Ohio State. And it comes down to it every year in the Big Ten championship game, Ohio State blows them out. So, I mean, what are we even doing here? So, long story short, when Rutgers has a party and gets everybody infected in a basement, I mean, again, I get it. I was there. I did the basement parties where we all dressed up in our gear from that was issued to us from Manly Fieldhouse. And it was great. The year, they're like this. This isn't the year to to do that. And I'm sorry for all the freshmen, or I'm sorry to anybody that's not getting that opportunity to take advantage of the the, the finer things of being a D1 athlete. But look, if you want to be a D1 athlete, there are sacrifices that come along with it. There's just no doubt about it. And and the end of the story is, and the. The, the point is is that if there is a solution and if there is all of the testing protocols and the players feel safe, that's what I mean by a solution, the coaches feel safe, the universities are safe and insulated with insurance or whatever else that they need to do to feel safe, then it appears it's working. So let's play. Okay, so now we're on to the playing portion of this thing, which I think we all kind of forget about because if we do play, we're going to have to be ready to run a pretty insane gauntlet. So let's start with defense because that is my calling card. I'm a defensive line coach. I was a defensive lineman. I have aspirations to be a defensive coordinator as well as a head coach at the high school level. So the strength of this 3-3-5 defense is the secondary. The secondary is going to provide a really good opportunity for this football team to win because that's where the most talent lies. Uh, Andre Sisco, All-American first team, free safety, returning for his third year, been starting since a true freshman. Um, and quite frankly, like he's been touted online and what all the media heads have been talking about is that, yes, 
he is the real deal. And he's going to be sitting up there probably in a either a high look or a flex look. And what that means is that he's either going to be the last line of defense, so when teams try to throw it deep against him, he'll be there. But he's looking really mussed up. And what I mean by that is he's looking fantastic coming out of the weight room. So it almost looks like he's becoming a strong safety and kind of what they refer to as like a flex linebacker. And what is going to be needed for Syracuse to win many games this year or above that 500 mark is for Cisco to be one of the top five players in the ACC, which I don't think is that far from actually happening because he's had all American seasons already. And now all he has to do is put it together. And I think that he could potentially become a top 35 draft pick. I think that's kind of the sweet spot of where safeties go. Grant Delpit last year of LSU, uh, Xavier McKinney, safety out of Alabama. They're all in that 35 to 42 draft pick range. And for Syracuse to have a guy like that, number one is fantastic. I haven't had a guy uh, been drafted that high since Justin Pugh, 10th overall to the New York Giants. Friend of mine, by the way, not to brag, humble brag. But, you know, I just think that Andre is going to have to be a top five player in the ACC for this team to really make their bones on this defense. Now, I understand that the teams are the opposing teams that are going to see this defense are going to say, well, look, you guys are kind of playing a soft up-the-middle defense, meaning that teams are going to want to try to run it right up the middle against us if they want to take that challenge. But what Syracuse is saying is that Okay, if you want to get four yards a carry and waste all the clock, and then we'll just try to, you know, hopefully go down and score in a couple minutes, then you can just waste the game away, and then we'll just score, you know, in a couple seconds. And so there, Syracuse is going to try to invite that. And what we lack in a pass rush, maybe from our three defensive linemen, we're going to try to bring pressure, meaning we're going to try to blitz from different areas uh, in around the field, whether that's up the middle, whether that's on the edges of the offensive line, that's what it's going to be. It's Everything is a disguised look. So at the end of the day, most likely, it's going to be four guys rushing every play, just like if we were in a traditional defense. However, the fourth rusher is not going to be a guy that has his hand on the ground. Okay. My concern is, seems like every year we go through this. Turn over all of our linebackers. Turn Now this year we're turning over both of our defensive ends, which scares the ever-living out of me. But I think we've finally done a decent enough job in recruiting to where we had guys go through the ranks, start multiple years for guys underneath them to fill in and reload. I like Josh Black. I like McKinley Williams. I like the guys that are up front for us. Now the big question to me is that can the guys on the defensive line and the secondary support the guys in the middle. Last year it was a no. This year it has to be a yes for us to win. Switching over to offense. Offensive line, a little bit older, a little bit more experienced. You like the fact that we have returners. But ultimately, what we have to do is prove that our offensive line can hold up against the best teams in the conference. Why? Because we play everybody in the conference this year. Now personally, I'm a big fan of this, where we play everybody all year round. And I think the reason why I like that is because we don't get to play everybody every year. Now, in basketball or in every other sport we get to, and we get to kind of go down the line and say, okay, I think we're better than this team. I think we're better than this team. But this year, if it's all played out the way I think it's going to go, we're truly going to know where we stand in this conference. And if we're just, you know, the bottom barrel of the ACC 
Or, you know, are we trending upward? Are we in the middle of the pack? And I think by the end of the year that we do see that we're closer to the middle of the pack. And the top of the conference is so much further up than the middle and, of course, the lower half of the conference. Or the lower third, really. Because I think that in any conference, if you look across the country, you see that um, every team or there's a few teams in every conference that are just brutalized every year. There has to for every team that wins or goes undefeated, one team has to go zero win or one win because it has to balance out at some point. Or everybody would just go six and six every year. And a team can go six and six. Don't get me wrong, but you know it, you have to get a win and then take a win and then get a win and take a win. And at the end of the day, it's like, well, does everybody just finish in the middle of the pack this year? Like, is this the year where everybody goes six and six, or is this the year where like? half the teams go over and half the teams go 12 and out. I mean, obviously it's not going to be the case, but you get what I'm trying to say. So offensive line returns. Uh, we're going to be missing Evan Adams, but in reality, I don't really see why we're going to miss many of the offensive linemen from last year. Like anybody that left us last year was part of the problem because we were one of the, wor- we were the worst protecting Tommy last year in the power five. He paid the price for us to, to kind of make this thing try to work out. And unfortunately for him, we got to see what he could do with talent around him. I mean, he was exceptional, I thought. And when he was completely outclassed by Notre Dame, and by the way, I hated that Coach Babers came out and said that um, the Notre Dame game was just a freebie and it didn't mean anything. And they prepared like it. They prepared like that game wasn't even supposed to happen. And even though it was in the middle of our schedule. And if we would have maybe put up a fight, that, whatever. Ah, man. That 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 year is like okay ten and three I get it is a great year but still like there are so many blemishes on that record and to me the pit double overtime loss inexcusable you can never lose to pit especially in double overtime we've done it two years in a row I'm looking to go out there and humiliate pit like I'm looking for the receivers to go out there to pit and or Tommy to go out there our offensive line to go out there and literally we have to call child protective services against them. Because, like, there's not, like, they have to remove Pitt off the football field. That's what I want to see out of our team this year. Now, all, all reports have been very positive coming out of the offensive camp. From the videos, it looks like things are looking a lot better than last year. The development of the quarterbacks, the receivers, everybody looks a lot better. Everybody's looking more mature. It looks like Coach Edinger, friend of the program, is doing his job. I think the toughest part, though, for this this team, this squad in general, is that there is so many unknowns and we're installing a brand new coordinator on each side of the ball. Uh, Coach Gilbert, I respect him, did a great job at McNeese State, uh, Southland Conference, much respect. It's probably the top conference in the FCS. Um, Central Arkansas is uh, can be represented tonight if you're listening to this on another day. Um, I'm recording this on the 29th of August. And again, big shout out to Sean and Joe. Really appreciate them uh, for letting me do this uh, on the Q's Militia page. And, you know, I, I guessed on their show and whatnot, what have you. But, um, you know, ultimately my thoughts are my own. So you got to run it, got to run it how, how you see it. And that's kind of what I'm doing here. So um, long story short, it looks like everybody's doing a lot better on the Syracuse football side. I think my big trepidation is just how good are we? With no kind of soft schedule, favorable schedule, the way it lined up to where maybe we could 
go into Louisville at 5-0 and and maybe kind of surprise them. I hate that Louisville had to come into the conference too because, man, do I hate them. And they're so stinking good all the time. I mean, the one year that we beat them was because they, they were checked out mentally, physically, and emotionally. I mean, their their football lives were over from kickoff. From the beginning of the year, week zero, they, they kicked the ball off, boom, season's over, Petrino's out. I mean, it was just a terrible, 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 terrible showing by them. And you love to see it as a Syracuse fan, but that's just not the case anymore. And now all these other teams, like Miami's going to be good this year. UNC should be good this year. And that's to not even to mention that Georgia Tech, them abandoning the triple option is the best thing to happen to college football. Because a power program, a power five program in Atlanta, Georgia, is going to skyrocket. I mean, as a kid, I would I wouldn't even send my film to Georgia Tech, even as a defender, because I'm like, I'm not gonna practice against their triple option and practice every day. Are you kidding me? Like, there's so much that goes into that. And the fact that Georgia Tech is now trying to go to a spread offense and to take advantage of the athletes that are in Georgia. Watch out, man. I mean, Georgia Tech, they're on the come up. So, you know, not really looking forward to all these teams that are in the conference. And if Syracuse can, you know, really put it together, I think that this year is definitely a year that they can come out and maybe pick a couple teams off. Because I think that this is the year where nobody has an idea of what they're going to do until later on in the season. So it's going to be really important that we come out and, and, and show it early. All right. So, um, that's all stuff that you've heard from Sean and Joe, I'm sure. So uh, now moving into the more interesting stuff, that was uh, 15 minutes. So good for me. That was that was a good segment right there. I, th- I think that <laughs> that went well. Um, but long story short, so out here in California, um, things are like I said, things are going pretty good. Um, pff, coronavirus has been tough. I mean, and. Ultimately, for me, like having to be away from my fiance, she's still in Houston, and actually, she's writing out the lease out there that we have because she could work remote from wherever. But the problem is, is that even if we were to move her out here, then it's like we would just be staying at either my parents or my grandparents' house. And as they say in the West, uh, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. So, um, you know, once we get married, October 3rd, um, big shout to her for saying yes. Uh, that's the love of my life. So, um, and I actually have a Zoom call with her in a couple minutes, so i got to get this thing wrapped up here um, eventually. This this will be a shorter show, but as we go along, um, you know, maybe it'll expand. But I'm not looking to do, to do too much on this show either. I think ultimately it's just kind of like um, tie thoughts. Uh, pardon my take, a Barstool podcast has a segment called High Thoughts, but Tie Thoughts is actually pretty good um, now that I think about it. So um, Tie Thoughts of the day are um, we went up to practice at Newport Harbor and the kids have to wear a mask while they're out there and I, everybody always has to be at six feet apart at all times. Even me from the kids, I have to wear a mask out there even when I'm teaching and it's just so brutal. And our defensive coordinator goes, you know, hey, um, you know, what what do you think? Or what are you thinking? And I just go, man, you know, it's it's just so close and yet so far. Uh, you know, that was that's kind of the, the way I could sum it up. And then I go, this is junior prom. So close to being a good thing. <laughs> just kind of a tease. But, um, you know, and, and that's kind of how it feels right now. And I'm heartbroken for the kids because, you know, they should be able to 
um, you know, go out there and, and they should have already been out there from all the way back in um, April when spring ball was supposed to open and, you know, college coaches can come through and I can say hello to some friends or um, from college coaches and the kids can get excited about, hey, um, college coaches are coming to our program now because when our head coach, Coach Lofthouse, took over, I think the team was like a one win or a zero win team in in Newport and um, from that time, they they went three six and one their first year, didn't make the playoffs. And then last year, they they went seven and three in the regular season, won two playoff games, and, and lost in the semis. And um, now our rival team, Corona Del Mar, in Newport as well, ended up going sixteen and zero and won the state title because they had a generational team full of talent. But you know, so even if we made it to the finals and we played them, like we weren't going to win because we played them in the regular season, and lost by fifty. Granted, I wasn't there. You know, you'd love to think that I would have had something to do with it, but I'm not going to act like I'm, you know, the truth as a coach. I'm not the head coach either. But the program's turning around. It's pretty exciting, honestly, for for the kids and um, you know, for them to be able to have to. You know, they, they can't even use bags. Like, we can't even use the pop-ups or whatever else. Um, you know, as a coach, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, man, what a disservice that we're, you know, having these kids come out here and wear masks and run around and saying, like, man, you know, it's it's, it's hard to breathe. But um, after doing research, it, it seems like it's not really that big of a deal. They're just not used to it and they're, they're upset. And I understand and I feel the upsetness. And I guess what I want to say in this tie thoughts is, um, you know, if you're struggling out there with uh, the situation going on, you're not alone. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, the, the, the kids I'm coaching, they're right there with you. There's, there's nobody that understands it more than I do. And if you want to, um, you know, kind of have a moment with me and just think about, um, you know, if your life is not okay, neither is mine. Um, you know, I'm going through a lot. Everybody's going through a lot. But the way that I know how to live is to be inspirational to other people. And for me to sit here and say, um, I don't think this is the end of the world. It just really sucks. And that is super hard to understand, to conceptualize, to think, to compartmentalize, and to grow into as a person that normal is the furthest thing away. And I think about even originally when, um, the, the shutdown happened and Houston was, you know, closing down and everything was just horrible. And then, you know, at first it's like, Oh great. You know, I have to go into work today and get to work from home. And, um, all I get to do is spend time with my future wife and everything was beautiful. And then a month goes by and you're like, man, you know, drinking sounds really good or, you know, whatever else. And you, you know, you're getting tempted to, to go places that, you know, you, you can't, or mentally you're starting to drift off. It's okay. We're, we're all in this together. And I think to, you know, kind of tie it all in is that sports are coming back slowly. And, you know, actually for most of it is, has been back and hard knocks is showing, um, and by the way, I know a lot of people are saying that Hard Knocks is a bummer. To me, Hard Knocks is fantastic no matter what because you get to see football. And I actually really have enjoyed um, getting to see the L.A. teams because, number one, it's where I'm from and it's now where I'm living. And the Chargers actually work out pretty close to the high school I'm working out at. Again, humble brag. And uh, I might have to start kind of folding into being a Chargers fan. 
because um, it's going to be tough to watch Cowboys games out here. Now, don't get me wrong. They're always my number one. Now, if I were to have an AFC team, I think it would be the Chargers. I really like their defense. And plus, Derwin James is really cool. I know he was a Seminole, but now he's not. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of counter-cultural for L.A. too. Although I'm a Lakers fan, which we'll get to. Um, I'm an Angels fan. And I, so I think having the whole Orange County situation, and now that I live down there, it's kind of it's kind of nice, kind of a deal. I love San Diego as a city. To me, it's the nicest place on the planet, but it's just a bad sports city. It's actually one of the worst, like the complete opposite of what it is in Texas. So all that being said, I've, I keep saying that today. I'm going I'm to cut that out. Um, in summation, there we go. That's, that's kind of like a scholarly way to go about it. If you're struggling, I hear you. Uh, my heart breaks for you. And I think the biggest thing, in my opinion, in my belief, is that um, we're, we're coming to the other side of something. And we're if this is the time where you need to learn more about yourself, maybe you need to learn more about others, maybe you need to pick up a book, maybe you need to call a friend. Um, I ha- I've been calling people more and more and more, and it, it just connects me back to life. And I also think that you know, for me, I loved football and I was the most depressed I've ever been. And I still deal with it every now and then and how depressed I was when I was done playing football. And they told me I could never suit up and strap on my helmet as an orangeman and play in a game. And all I ever got to do was practice and play in a scrimmage. But tell you what, that scrimmage day, that was one of the best days I've ever had on a football field. So I don't know. You tell me, maybe my career is heading upwards. Maybe I would have been playing with Derwin James by now. Maybe I would have been Joey Bosa. I don't know. But instead I get to watch them. And uh, there's nothing wrong with feeling bad, but understanding that you're also okay at the same time. Um, And that's what my players are going through right now. They're feeling bad because they're so close to having the real thing, but they also, you know, they know that they're okay. Because, you know, what matters is that they're on the football field and everything looks good and it's a beautiful day outside, although we're not supposed to go outside technically unless you're social distanced. But... Um, and you know, I think a lot of you guys are probably listening to this in New York thinking, dude, this guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. Cause I, in New York, I saw like people drinking in bars and listen, um, I would love to do that too, but I can't. So it's just not going to happen. So, um, and you know, maybe things will change as my fiance comes out here, but, um, I'm living with my grandparents and they're high risk. They're of age and my, and you know, I don't want to contract anything and then have to explain to the rest of my family why grandma and grandpa aren't here anymore. So even the severity of that, you know, I want to say to everybody that says, you know, what about us that's been inside for six months because we can't do anything? So I hear you. I'm riding with you. Hopefully this show will be an inspiration to you to keep going because I love you just because you are out there and you're listening to this show and not that it's about me, but it's like, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it actually fall and make a song? Like, I guess not. But since you're listening to this, you know, you get my love today. And, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, digging deep and and going after what you're dream chasing is, um, you know, I think all I ever want to do is dream chase and help others to effectively dream chase. So, you know, if this is the time where, um, there's growth to be done. I think that we're all having uncomfortable growth happen within our lives. And I'm here to tell you that that's not the worst thing to ever happen.
All right, before Tyler wraps up the show, I got to mention one more time our good friends over at betonline.ag. This is the title sponsor for the Cuse Militia podcast, Ty Thoughts, and Armchair Media. Um, As you well know, college football's back. Came back last night. We couldn't be more happy. So you know who's going to have all the props? All of them. Betonline.ag. They've got everything. Major League Baseball, NHL. They've got... The NBA, they've got NASCAR. So listen, don't forget to visit betonline.ag today to check out all of the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all of the welcome back sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. BetOnline, thank you. BetOnline.ag. So lastly, wrapping up the show, um, I'm going to do a quick five minutes on the NBA because I'm just going to do NBA 5. It's my favorite sport to consume. You can call it what it is. Um, I like football, but I always feel like I'm punching the clock when I turn on a football game and because um, it's my life. It's my job. It's my career. Basketball is my game, if that makes any sense to anybody else. Um, you know, you wouldn't tell a plumber, like, hey, um, you know, why are you watching a carpenter work? It's like two totally different you know, trades. So don't get on me for loving the NBA. So I think – uh, the bubble thing has also worked out, and I think if you can model college football off of that, then I, I see a lot of success happening in college football because there is a lot of success happening in the NBA. I think that the players protesting and withholding a product and withholding enjoyment from America is actually effectively protesting because that is removing something. It's like fasting. You can only understand what you're missing when it's gone rather than trying to do something out of abundance. The NBA is trying to do something out of abundance. Let's take a knee. Let's hear everything. And I'm not trying to say one way or the other, but I'm just saying that let's let's be happy that they're back tonight. Let's be happy that the bubble is working, and let's be happy that the guys are starting to feel more comfortable in their own skin. That's all with that. Okay, so Lakers, that's my team. They're humiliating the Blazers. Yeah, the Blazers won game one, but the Lakers were sleepwalking. That's okay. That's what happens. The Clipter, the Clipters. I almost said Raptors, and I still think Kawhi's on the route. I still have that in my mind, and I honestly wish he was still on the Raptors. He would be likable to me, and they would be title favorites again. But, you know, that's not how things go in this world. You you just have to be upset, and you have to see that Kawhi goes to not your favorite team, but your rival team. And um, the worst part about it is that I hate the Clippers. And I hate the Kings and the Warriors. Those are like my top three. And a lot of people say, well, the Celtics should be your rival because you're a Lakers fan. But I wasn't alive for that, so it doesn't matter. Um, So long story short, in summation with the Kawhi deal, I think that um, in my heart of hearts, if Paul George hits shots, then they're the champions this year. And that's really hard for me to say. Because I wanted to go my whole hundred years of life with the Clippers (laughs) never winning a title. And I hope that that is still the case. I'm not one of those guys, well, oh, good for them. We'll get them next year. No, forget that. That's not what we're out here for. I'm out here to embarrass everybody in my path, and including the Clippers, especially the Clippers. So, Bucks, they're going to definitely put up a fight. Raptors are going to put up a fight. Celtics are going to put up a fight. But at the end of the day, it's going to be the, the championship goes through Los Angeles via Orlando. I don't know if that gave everybody listening to this in LA the chills, but it should. And it should give everybody in Orlando the chills because this is the first NBA title that's ever going <laughs> to... It's the first NBA title and last NBA title that will be handed out in Orlando. Sorry, just the way it goes. Um, hold on. I think the Magic have never won an NBA title. Let's just uh, confirm that real quick. 
have the Magic won an NBA championship? The Magic lost the NBA Finals. Four games to one. That's not what I asked. Alright, now I gotta Google it. How many championships do the Magic have? It's gotta be zero, but I just gotta make sure. Zero. Good. Okay, so... um, you know, it's the most ironic thing about this whole deal is that if the Lakers win the title, Dwight Howard wins a title on the Lakers in Orlando playing for L.A. If that didn't bend your mind and put it in an absolute blender, I don't know what will. But that is what I'm talking about. That's what I need. I need all the stories. I need Dwight to win in Orlando as a Laker. The ultimate reversal of what happened to him being embarrassed being just completely outclassed by the Lakers, which they tend to do. So man, it's going to be tough, but similar to back in the day, like when the Lakers played the 76ers and they just, again, destroyed them. The NBA title really was, are the finals were the Kings versus the Lakers. I think that whatever the Western conference finals is much like every other year outside of last year, in, 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 in reality, if Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant don't get hurt, the Warriors are humiliating them. The Warriors are the best basketball team of all time. And don't, don't even try to tell me it was the Bulls, because the Bulls would come out there. They put up a fight, don't get me wrong, but the Bulls didn't have anybody nearly as capable as Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry all playing on the same time. And when they were at the peak of their powers, that was the best basketball team ever. And you can say, Tyler, you're 26, you don't know what you're talking about. I watched the last dance. That's all that matters, Okay. Get over it. So that was the NBA 5. I love you guys. Stay encouraged. Um, We'll talk to you soon. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. 
That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.